This is WKSU News. I'm Kabir Bhatia. The arrival of cold, snowy weather means the Ohio Department of Transportation will be hitting the pause button on many road construction projects. But that doesn't mean that our listeners have paused in asking questions about Northeast Ohio transportation projects, and they've been sending them into our O'Reilly team. Our first question comes from Will Stolickney, an avid cyclist from Deerfield, which is in southern Portage County. He asks, So if the Ohio Department of Transportation controls aspects of transportation, why are bike trails and walking trails not included in that since they are part of forms of transportation for the general public and work with park districts to develop those? For the answer, I asked Justin Chesnick, spokesman for ODOT Region 4, which covers the area from Akron and Canton up through the northeast corner of the state, encompassing Youngstown and Ashtabula. The interesting thing about Ohio is, a lot of people don't know this, is that Ohio is what's called a home rule state. That means the villages and the cities and the townships and the counties, you know, they kind of have their own set of roadways that they maintain as well. And so ODOT maintains and and works on the state routes, the U.S. routes, and the interstate routes. That being said, we do have a really strong working relationship with, like, the local metropolitan planning organization. If you're in the Akron-Canton area, AMATS, for example, is the Akron area. Uh, SCATS is the Canton area. And then out east in our district in Youngstown, we have Eastgate Regional Council of Government. We may not be able to directly give them funding and and be able to build things for them and and maintain things for them. But what we can do is we can explain to them. And if they ask us for help, we're more than willing to provide that technical assistance, that oversight that says, hey, you know, looks like you do qualify for certain things. Here's how you go about you know, filling out those applications and getting obtaining that funding. And here's how you build it. What's an example of one of those partnerships? If you've ever heard of safe routes to school, where cities, they have school buildings along the county road or a state route or a township road. And, hey, do we need a sidewalk here just so our kids can safely get down the road? Because there's a lot of kids that walk in this school district. And we provide that technical assistance with them as well. Interesting. Now, our next question is about roundabouts. And before we get to the specific question, maybe, Justin, you can just clarify for people exactly what a roundabout is. You know, when you think of a roundabout, that's basically a four-legged intersection. That intersection, it might have had stop signs or it might have had a traffic signal. And there was a pretty consistent crash pattern there that we saw. And so that's where you're going to see a roundabout. The nice thing about the roundabouts are, number one, they keep traffic moving. Yes, it's going to be at a slower rate of speed. You know, in the past, that intersection, you might if you had a green light, you might have been able to go 45, 50 miles an hour. Now you're going to go 25 or 30 miles an hour. But they reduce those serious angle crashes crashes drastically, over 80% as a matter of fact. Now, you and I have talked about this in the past, but remind listeners how a roundabout is different from a traffic circle like the big one in Talmage. Traffic circle, basically about eight different routes that are coming in and all converging in one area, and that forms a much larger circle with a lot more legs to it and a lot more traffic that comes in. So now that people know the difference between a traffic circle and a roundabout, here's our question. Hello, my name is Leslie Grasky from Akron, Ohio. My beau and I have traveled all over the world and have driven many roundabouts with great success. We are happy to see many roundabouts hitting the Northeast Ohio area, but are astounded that people don't know how to use them. Okay, Justin, what's the answer? 
the rules for driving in a roundabout are pretty simple. You're going to yield the traffic that's in that roundabout. So when you approach the roundabout and you see it in front of you, you're going to want to look to your left. A traditional intersection, you're going to look to your left and right. Here, you're going to look to your left. That's where the vehicles are approaching from. If there's someone coming, you're going to just yield basically and wait until that traffic goes through. Now you're going to proceed with caution and you're going to get into the circle and you're going to have an option of, you know, one of three basic exits that you can take within that roundabout. Once you're inside that circle, you have the right of way if any approaching traffic are going to yield to you while you're inside there. I decided to head on to Route 91, find a roundabout and take Justin's advice. And he's right. You just look left, drive slow, you'll be fine. I'm Kabir Bhatia, somewhere in Twinsburg, WKSU.